reparations. So they're doing the old Democrat bait and switch by using the word reparations and tying it on to all of these arbitrary things. This is why it's up to us to stay on our square to let people know what reparations mean. People want to get real dumb when it comes to reparations. That's why they got all these committees and all of these study groups to figure out what this reparations mean. Reparations is one thing, one thing only. We haven't wavered from it. That is cash payments to foundational black Americans who descended from slaves, from freedmen, however you want to word that. However you want to word it. We can word it with freedmen, we can say descendants of slaves, we can say foundational black Americans, doesn't matter. All of them are the same thing. And we have to learn how to word things accordingly in the correct settings. Okay, that's about codification. Words matter. Black people have to learn how to weaponize these words and use these words to our advantage. Our good brother Neely Fuller talks about the importance of words. The white supremacists, they like to badger you over the head with words. They are word masters. We have to learn how to master words and use certain words in certain arenas that work for us. That's why our brother Neely Fuller has a word guide. The way we use words are very important because it's based on codification. Now, when we're in a cultural setting, we're talking about the culture. We're talking about foundational Black American culture that gets us culturally codified. When we're talking about something in a legal sense where bringing up actual race might undermine the agenda, then we bring up a status like freedmen. See, we gotta know how to use certain things in a court rule and in a legal setting. Then you bring up the freedmen thing. And when it comes to documenting certain things about our lineage, you can say descendants of slaves, and we can mix these things up. I don't like when niggas want to get on this whole tribal thing with the words. And then niggas be on some, I came up with this word, but I did it. Get the fuck out of here with all of that nonsense. We don't have time for that goofball shit. Niggas out here won't participate in trophies for thinking they came up with a term. And I'm, no, 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 we, we ain't got time for that. And then people, people want to play these little high school games because they never got no attention. And it's like, look at me, look what I did. We, we don't have time for that. Man. We got to be focused on shit out here because the dominant society, they're getting our words and then they're remixing them for their own purposes. Now, going no, back to yeah, Chicago, the mayor is talking about reducing crime and having a reparations program and, and programs to um, help thwart crime in Chicago. That's not reparations. That ain't got nothing to do with no damn reparations. They're just using the terms that we're bringing forth and then they're trying to tack it on to some other shit. The reality is a lot of the crime that's going on in Chicago now, especially within the last um, year, a lot of that is coming in from these damn illegal immigrants that they're bringing in. A lot of these, quote, migrants that they're bringing in, that's why there's a big spike in crime all over the country. You notice a lot of these places where they're allowing these groups to come in and they're not vetting them at all. 
the, the spikes of crime is, is enormous. They're letting people over here from all over the place, and they're not vetting any of them. They're just letting them over here. And all kinds of criminals and rapists and all kinds of weird people are coming over. So, yeah, there's a, a crime spike. That's where the crime is, and that's where they want the money to go. You see? we got to understand that thing. They know this. See, this is the old bait switch where they say they're going to do things for us, but it's really meant for other groups. They say, well, you know, we hear you, black people. We're listening, and we hear you want reparations. So we're going to have reparations to reduce crime. So we got some, some of our tax dollars going to be allocated to this reparations crime um, um, committee right here. So we got a half a million dollars going there and another million dollars going here to this reparations crime um, um, situation thing. And then what happens is those resources go to these damn illegal immigrants, all right? That reparations crime committee money goes to these illegal immigrants to stop them from committing crimes, to get them a leg up because they're already getting all types of resources as we talk now out in California. They just made it so that illegal immigrants can get free health care now. Do y'all know that? They just passed that. The Avenue just passed that. Illegal immigrants, you come over here across the border. Free health care. Boom. No study, no committee, nothing. You get free health care. Black people, man, we gotta we get a toothache. We need a tooth pool. Or we gotta jump through damn hoops in California. We got to go through all types of red tape just to get basic shit and then end up getting kicked off of it. We try to get our covered California benefits or whatever and find out, oh, they didn't kick you off for some reason. So we got to start paying out of pocket. These other groups come over here and get all types of benefits off of our tax dollars and then turn around and we start hearing about how well immigrant groups are doing over us. Like they came over and got it from the mud. No, they didn't. These people are being elevated. These people are being funded. These people are being invited. They're being brought over here and they're given the red carpet treatment over us. We have to acknowledge that and we have to not accept that. We have to say enough is enough and enough of us are doing that. So we've got to understand the game out of here. And this is why it's very important for us to understand that codification also means not only codifying your ideologies, we have to be codified financially, we have to be codified as far as stacking and building resources, and we gotta have the right people around. That's why it's important for us to delineate from a lot of people who wanna scam and run con names and project their scams on us. You understand? That's why delineation is very important because we have a lot of these groups who come among us projecting their scam mentality onto us and trying to undermine our financial efforts. We gotta understand that's coming from the outside as well. We gotta understand that part of the game. We got a lot of folks in here already. Shout out to everybody that's in here. See Mickey the God here. Shout out to you guys. Um I'm going to get some calls in a minute, but, but it's very important, family, that we understand the importance of nation building. We have to have a nation building mindset. And 
unfortunately, that scares a lot of people. When we, when we start talking about building a nation, building a community, we got to understand what the threats to those communities are. We have to understand that the the dominant society oftentimes sets a lot of traps. That's why when, when black folks get around and start talking about, man, there's no racism. Let's leave these white people alone. Hey, these white people ain't hurting us all. We need, we need to get ourselves together, stop all this crime, and we need to do this. Man, you better understand the threat that comes with us building things. There is an outside threat that orchestrates a lot of the chaos and a lot of the undermining. If you do not acknowledge that, you're always, always, always going to fail. That's why we always fail in many endeavors, because we don't acknowledge the external threat that caused the undermining in the first place. We have a very bad habit of doing that. We always try to ignore the anti-black racism aspect as a way to kind of bury our heads. A lot of the negative things within black society was orchestrated by outsiders. That's a fact. And our good brother and our good sister, Neely Fuller and Dr. Welsing said, if you don't understand everything about white supremacy, how it works, everything else is going to confuse you. And we are very confused because we don't put things in that right context. We try to ignore what they orchestrate. I'm, I'm telling you, all of the negative stuff that you see that's pertaining to black society, that's them orchestrating that. When you see uh, a big back hood back twerking somewhere on social media or a music video or whatever, that's orchestrated. Who put them on there? Who boosted those social media channels? Y'all want y'all to understand something else too. The stuff you see on social media, these people behind the scenes, they boost that stuff. Family, you notice sometimes you're scrolling down your Twitter timeline and you just see some weird stuff that like, what is this? I don't even subscribe to this channel. Why am I seeing this? You understand? You're just scrolling down Twitter and you see some big back and a ashy ass just a popping away. I'm like, oh, what is that? I don't subscribe to this channel. How am I seeing this? Is some moist in doing a split? Oh, what, what, what is this? You see some dusty hood fight? What is this? I don't, I'm not following none of these people. Why is this on my timeline? You understand? You see random ratchetness pop up when you go to YouTube and you look at the, the, the right side of the video. There's all types of ratchetness and debauchery and gossip and nonsense on there that you didn't subscribe to. Like, why am I getting these notifications? Why am I getting these recommendations? All of the recommendations are ratchet, but a lot of the knowledge, a lot of the stuff that's going to be constructive, it's shadow banned. A lot of our stuff is shadow banned on YouTube. People have to search our stuff, and I still do good numbers, even though we are de facto saddle band. People have to search our stuff. It's amazing that we do the numbers that we do. But you've never seen anything promoted just randomly that's really constructive. You gotta dig for it. And even if you look for it, the names don't often pop up. You gotta keep searching and searching and searching. You gotta really dig for something constructive. But ratchetness, gossip. And I'm so sick of this gossipy 
ass stuff that we got on YouTube. There's so many gossipy channels, and many of them run by Tethys. Let's keep it above. But I, I'm, I, that gossipy ass stuff, that, that ain't my cup of tea. You understand? Well, we got to understand how the game is out here and what's promoted to us by the dominant society. That stuff is boosted and elevated by people behind the scenes. Milan, I can't pronounce your name. So Malonius, Malonius, one out of Chicago, South Side. Man, what's going on out there in Chicago, brother? You know, it's, it's a lot. Um, I, I want to touch this on a few you know, general things. And, you know, we have to look at this in a historical context. They don't want to occur what happened with Black Reconstruction, with the Civil Rights period in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and the 70s. They're flooding the zone, as we all know. And right now, we have this new little co-intel program going on. It's uh, the way that we're being shown in the media, especially to these newcomers, is to pretty much erase the fact of our effect and our lineage and the legal, political, and cultural aspect in the United States so that we can be disinherited in every way. And yeah. And every activity that we do, like even Buddha says, has to be intentional. So until we can think and act on that level and be on code together, it's going to be confusion. And, yeah. you know, what we're doing right now, like what, what you've been doing, we have a lot of other people, our brothers and sisters, they, they've been putting their work. And, you know, the tides are definitely turning. And we see it because all of the immigrants, the tethers, and the white people, they are enraged and they're just tripping out like, man, you know, it's when we see how logical and emotional they react to things, it is uh, at least it's just peak value success. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and in Chicago, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a shit show, man. It, it's a shit show. You have Venezuelans on every corner. Uh, a lot of women, a few more women than men, um, alone actually. I, I rarely see a woman and men together, and I see a lot of women with a lot of kids. Mm. They're going throughout all like, the red line downtown, south side. They're going all the city. They're, they're on State Street, the Magnificent Mile, they're begging, selling candies, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, did, I don't think there's going to be any end to it. You know, the, the mayor saw he's trying to get more federal funding. And like you said, this is their game plan. They're going to say, okay, we're going to do this for black people. But on the flip side, it's actually going to relieve what's been occurring with the migrants. Right. So it's always going to be that kind of switch play. Um, we'll see how it ends. I mean, I mean the, the new mayor, he's not. The next man is probably going to be Republican. He would probably do the exact same thing, but, you know, just give a, a stronger appearance of being against him, like, you know, what Trump with immigration. So, right. you know, we're going to see what happens. Um, but all of these dudes, like, you know, everybody said, we got to worry about ourselves, get our pockets together, you know, and move accordingly. So, I'm going to end it there. Thank you so much, brother. We'll talk to you.
we'll talk. Family, we, we gotta really remain on focus. If we get on COVID, and you know, I, I'm taking my hat off and commending us for being as codified as we've been. And the reason why we've been as codified as we've, as we've been in a long time is because we've centered ourselves around our lineage. That was very important in the dominant society. They weren't expecting that. We've centered ourselves around our lineage here. And that was very important. I was telling people, man, it's very important to understand who you are culturally. Once you have your culture together, once you have a clear and understanding view of what your culture is and who you are, everything else is going to fall right into place. And we're doing that right now. And we have to remain on that. And we have to get rid of some of the mindsets that's been implanted in us. I rather made a good point on the call how they um, create these programs and they make it seem like that this is for black folks. Hey, we hear you black folks. We're doing things for the black community. And then they switch it and flip it and give it to those immigrant groups to help them. Just like they did with the whole ID thing. They were talking to black people, talking about, hey, black people, the Republicans are stopping, are trying to, to, to make voter IDs and they're trying to make it hard for black folks to get IDs. This is going to harm the black community if they're going to make you do all this stuff to get an ID because this is going to thwart you from voting. This is this is like Selma all over again. Remember that? And we're like, no. No, we, we good. We can vote. We don't have a problem getting an ID. No, no, no. It's elderly black people who have a problem going to get an ID. No, 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 no. No, old black people keep the damn identification. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I don't know where y'all get that line from. Old black people got all types of identification. Man, have you been to the, the home of an old foundation like American? They got all types of damn World War One IDs, civil rights papers, birth certificates. Go look under the mattress of, a, of an old FBA person. They have no problem with identification. They got war records, medical records, tuberculosis shot records, polio vaccine records from the 1940s. Our grandparents and parents got all the documents they need. That's where we go to get our documents from. Because we know they keep them. So yeah, we're not going for that. They, they sit up and say that the the documentation that was gonna harm us, but no, that was to get the immigrants to come over here to get IDs so they can hurry up and vote. That was for them. That was not for us. You understand? Uh, we got a lot of folks in here this morning. Let's get uh, let's get Delano. Let's get Delano. Delantan. Get Delantan in here. Delantan. Let's get Delantan. Peace, How you doing, Tariq? I'm good, brother. How are you? Sir? Good. I got two points. Uh, I was looking at this clip earlier today where Marshawn Lynch was at the uh, stock exchange in New York City. And one of the yeah. white dudes slipped up and, and said that America has 138 
trillion dollars in the stock exchange, but they tell us they don't got money for reparations stuff. And that's crazy, right? And then the other point is the migrants that's coming here. I just was watching the news last night, and there's two different caravans of migrants coming here. One of them they said had six thousand people with it, and another one started a few days ago, but now it's like ten thousand people. So that's like sixteen thousand people on their way here. And like you were saying in the previous uh, space that you did, there's no way that they're doing that without having help to be able to do that. You can't walk through jungles for miles and miles and miles without food and water and some type of shelter coming from different countries to come up here. So the Democrats is definitely helping these people do that. And they are they are doing their job to mind us. These people do got money for reparations. They just don't want to give it to us. That's all. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man, we got to stay on our square. We have to let them know, hey, you're not going to play this game. You're not going to um, jerk us around and then want us to support you while you're supporting all of these non-citizens with our tax dollars because they ain't going for it. And I don't know why black people think we have to go for bullshit. We don't. See, we gotta, black people, we gotta stop, we gotta start shaking a lot of these ideologies that were placed in us. See, this this thing where we're supposed to sacrifice our well-being for the betterment of other groups, that came from plantations because that's what a slave did. A slave sat there and worked and sacrificed his well-being for the benefit and betterment of others. See, we gotta shake that. Do y'all hear these people singing in the back? I'm on an island where they they sing on. They got the ukuleles playing, they got it popping. But um, a caster, oh, what a caster, do you you disagree, brother? Got our LGBT brother here. A caster, do you disagree, sir? I see you giving the thumbs down. A caster, what do you disagree with, sir? I don't disagree with nothing, but um, I just want everyone to know we need a modern day uh, 2024 version of Operation Black Bag. And that's the grassroots organizations where we all call 1-8-6-6-DHS tonight. And we start reporting these goddamn illegal immigrants. They're bringing drugs and crime. They're um, undercutting black Americans. They all have at least two, three, or four different children. So, and before they should even enroll in any type of public school, you know how your kids have to show proof of vaccination? They should have to show proof of citizenship. No renting, no mortgages, no car loans, no nothing. So we, I'm advocating that all black Americans push forth a 2024 Operation Wetback to cut down on this bullshit. Because in another generation, they're going to start keeping us out of jobs. They're going to hire their own. And they're going to um, say that you got to be bilingual. They don't want to employ people unless they're bilingual. This shit is getting fucking ridiculous. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Mr. Caster. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's getting real out here. But like I was saying, we got to get rid of the mindset that was placed in us by the dominant society that we've adopted and subconsciously internalized. A lot of this negative-ass thinking that we got, it was internalized from them. This whole thing where Black progress and Black success, that was looked at as a negative. That's always been looked at as a negative by the dominant society, especially Black financial success. 
they always look at that as a negative. And when a lot of us are becoming successful, a lot of black folks are looking at that as a negative, especially when it's a black person who's successful independent of the dominant society. You see, whenever a black person is successful independently of the dominant society, they look at that as a negative. Now, if you're somebody who's a, a black person and somebody in the dominant society puts you on, that's fine. They have no problem with that, like athletes or like an Oprah, they, they have no problem with that. My daughter in the background, they have no problem with that. And black folks have no problem with that. Notice that? If there's a white person that says, hey, I co-sign this black person, hey, I co-sign this athlete, and I put this person on, then black folks will have a problem with that person, as long as white people don't have a problem with them. But if white people have a problem with them, on a subconscious level, black people have a problem with them. Even if the black person is helping black people, you notice that? Let's talk, oh, we gotta be real about certain things. Well, Malcolm X was alive because white people had a problem with Malcolm X. A lot of black people had a problem with Malcolm X. I want y'all to be very clear. Malcolm X became a hero later, but when Malcolm X was alive, there were a lot of black people that had a problem with Malcolm X. There was a lot of Negroes bucking their eyes. Like, you can go look up interviews of black folks cooning when it came to Malcolm X, when Malcolm X was alive. They would interview black folks and you had niggas hopping on camera with him. He said, Malcolm and them, they still have a lot of trouble. These white people, they, these is good white people. They just drinking you know, something out of nothing out of here. Now Malcolm here won't get us all the trouble. They're niggas fucking their eyes. Same thing with Dr. King, who had, let's keep it above. His video of Negroes in the 60s complaining about Dr. King, how he's stirring up trouble. Understand? We gotta understand that a lot of things that, that has been internalized, we gotta get rid of it. And another thing, we gotta get this whole thing of black people who are trying to bring knowledge to the black community. There's this weird requiring of them to take a bow of poverty. That whole shit. Let me, let me be clear. I've never taken no vow of poverty. I will be very clear. Me, I've never taken a vow of no fucking poverty. There's this whole thing that a black person is so-called conscious or knowledgeable or woke. There's this thing where they're supposed to have this under unwritten vow of poverty. Damn that. I want people to be clear. I have never taken a vow of poverty for nothing. We ain't supposed to take no vow of poverty just because we're knowledgeable. That's a, a horrible mindset that's been induced in us. We are foundational black Americans. We got some. We, we created this thing from scratch, man. There's so many resources and opportunities that we created that we have to take back. We have to start utilizing the opportunities that we're the ones who actually created. We created so many industries and so many um, um, cultures. And, we're supposed to take advantage of those things. This whole weird-ass plantation, thou of poverty that we're supposed to take whenever we do something successful, hey, you know, we, we, know them, we know that money over there now. No. If y'all don't get niggas away from us with that bullshit mentality, we're supposed to be out here getting it. 
like we're supposed to. You understand? We're supposed to be out here. Get them like we're supposed to. Don't let niggas sit up here and give you that vowel poverty bullshit. Who's this Devo person? Oh, Devo, how oh, is uh, I see a whole bunch of foreign flags or one of them. Devo, I was saying, who's giving the thumbs down to that? Uh, then I saw a bunch of foreign flags. Okay, there it is. Okay. There that is. Uh, but who would give a thumbs down to that? That's that. Devo, how and that's, a, that's another problem, that those tethers come around us with that vowel poverty shit. That we're supposed to take a vowel poverty. Okay, you watch that little, first of all, you watch that little stinky mouth of yours. Watch that mouth. Now, how dare you sit up here and thumbs down success? Because you're a failure. Go ahead, sir. When you start talking about success, well, the tempers get mad, don't they? You bring relations to the African community all the time. How so? How so? How did I bring racism to somebody? How? Look at your book. It's about reparations. That's what my book is. So what how is that racist? I didn't say that. When did I say that? When did I say that? When did I say FBAs were better than all Africans? That's you projected. You feel that way? No, I don't. You're projecting and lying like a like a scammer, so that's what y'all do. Why you have? Why do you have a scam? Ladies and gentlemen, according to the U.S. Census. In 2023, New York had seen the biggest population drop in the whole country. And I don't blame people for leaving out of there. The cost of living in New York is outrageous. And the incomes definitely have not kept up with the housing costs at all. And, you know, and that is one of the biggest complaints people have, and it's why they relocate. And even during the pandemic, it was a huge number of people leaving Florida. A big chunk of them went down to Florida. More of them went down to Texas. You know, they are leaving the Northeast altogether and going down to Southern states, where the cost of living is a lot cheaper. Okay, so y'all, let's get into it. So, New York, it is said that they have lost the biggest chunk of their population in 2023 alone. And this is according to the U.S. Census. The Bureau released a map showing the percentage change in the state population between July 2022 and July 2023, New York stands out 
as the only state that went in a deep orange, which means they lost minus 0.5 or more of their population. Wow. In fact, along with the 0.5% rate of population decline, the Empire State also recorded the largest decline in pure numbers with a drop of almost 102,000 residents, almost 74,000 international arrivals, and the state's natural increase of more than 41,000 residents couldn't offset the almost 217,000 New Yorkers who departed the state from mid-2022 to 2023. Still, the 0.5% drop marks a much smaller decline than last year, 180,000 persons lost. The state population remains the fourth largest in the U.S., with 19,571,216 residents behind California, Texas, and Florida. For comparison, New York population was 20,202,320 in 2020. The census determined how many U.S. congressional seats each state gets. If the trend continues through 2030, New York could lose three U.S. House seats. New York was the only one of eight states to see its population decline over this period, joined by California at minus 75,423, Hawaii minus 4,261, Illinois minus 32,826, Louisiana minus 14,274, New York minus 101,984, Oregon minus 6,021, Pennsylvania minus 10,408, and West Virginia minus 3,964. So as far as the region, population change, the biggest change occurred in the Northeast at minus 0.1%. The Midwest, 0.2%. The South, 1.1%. And the West, 0.2%. So the most shift occurred in the Northeast, and that was people leaving. Yeah, I mean, these states, they cost too much money to live in. They really do. The housing is outrageous. And all of these houses out here are very overpriced. So the vast majority of growth, 87%, came from the South. A region the Census Bureau defines as a stretching from Texas to Maryland and Delaware. Texas saw the biggest change, adding more than 473,000. Florida saw the second biggest bump with 365,000 people. 
the Northeast was the only census designation region in the U.S. to see a decline this year. Still, New Jersey saw a slight growth at around 30,000, despite seeing population losses in 2022. New York population shrank by 5% between April of 2020 and July of 2022, according to the report. Of, this was a report released by the state. The population loss driven by the pandemic effectively wiped out nearly three quarters of the population gains made during the prior decade. Many of those who fled the city either moved to other parts of New York or New Jersey, with many people citing the persistently high cost of living as a reason for exiting the city. Yeah, and you know what, y'all? I believe over the next decade, that's going to get even worse. Ain't nobody trying to live in New York and pay those outrageous rents and housing and the taxes are outrageous. It's just ridiculous that they think anybody would want to be in that city to live. When you look at the apartments, okay, what you pay for one apartment, you probably can get three apartments in another state for the same amount of money. But y'all tell me what you think. And if you are a New Yorker, do you have family members or friends or even know people that have left, you know, but they seem to be trying to make up for what they're lacking in the population with migrants flooding them in there. In that situation, it just seems to get worse by the day. You know, y'all, I saw a video that they uh, put a drone up in the air to show the people coming across the border. I have never in my living days seen such a massive amount of people coming to that border. It is just crazy. And they said this is going on every single day. And at the rate that New York is going, it's like the residents are leaving and they're being replaced by migrants. Y'all, please tell me what you think about this video. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell. And I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Did a live video now. Let me let me start over for those who don't know. Umoist, the moist fucking walrus looking nigga, put up a, a post today just disrespecting me. Talking about he's gonna address address me and Boyce Watkins tonight. And I, a lot of people are like, Yeah, 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 this is not a good look for the family. Look, 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 look. I, I don't let this whole ass nigga. Yeah, he's I just saw uh, uh, the live stream on Instagram, he's making threats about what he's going to do physically if people got his name in his, if we got his name in our mouth, talking about me and um, Boyce Watkins, nigga, who moist? Your name is in my fucking mouth. 
if you put, you know, this nigga's doing all that snipping and blinking. If you put my name in your mouth, it's gonna get physical, nigga. <laughs> Umar fucking Johnson. Umar bitch made Johnson. Your name is in my mouth, nigga. I'm saying your bitch ass name. Your name is in my fucking mouth. You should say, I'm, I'm gonna get physical. Oh, imagine every goons. Clown ass nigga. Look, 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 look. Dude. Umar Johnson. Big fat fuck nigga. Bitch ass con ass nigga. Oh, this. Look, let me first of all, let me apologize. Jermaine Shoemaker, whatever the fuck your name is, nigga. Yeah, he's gonna call the Phantom Goons. He's gonna call the Phantom fucking Goons. This fat fuck boy ain't been taking shots at me for a long time. It, as you have noticed this, Umar has taken shots at me for a long time. I've done nothing, nothing, nothing but help this nigga. I helped this nigga by putting him in my movie. Do you know this nigga just did a live stream talking about I owe him a favor because of him making, he made Hidden Colors pop off. This nigga is on live stream talking about, yeah, yeah to reach the head, my back. Sniffing and blinking. To make sure I have my back. Because I did him a favor with hidden colors. I made hidden colors pop off. Fuck. My fucking. Dude, I've been so neutral with this hoe ass nigga. Understand, fat fuck boy. You ain't gonna do shit. Your name is in my mouth. I'm gonna keep saying it. And you ain't gonna do a motherfucking thing. This nigga's been talking slick about me for years, and I've let it slide. I've let it slide. He's a fuckboy, man. Umar's a fuckboy. I stay. People, man, y'all don't start that. Man, y'all can't be doing this, man. How much longer I got to let this fake-ass, con-ass, fraudulent-ass nigga just take shots at me, man? Enough is enough. Damn. I'm defending this nigga. He, he just did a video. You talking about you neutral. You didn't have my back. Who's in charge to the game? If Umar stole something, I didn't say all that. What the fuck are you talking about, nigga? This dude, Umar, man, he has been taking shots at me for the longest. I put him in my movie, he takes a shot at me. I defend this nigga against the stripper. When that shit popped off, I defended him. He came out shit on me. Put up some tweets talking about when I went on my code of conduct tour, he's like, yeah, code of conduct, just keep my name out your mouth. Then he deleted the tweet. He's been doing little shit like that for a minute, man. I let it slide because I'm like, if I go in on this nigga, that's going to look bad for the, the movement, what we're trying to do. You know, I don't want it to be all crazy, but this he's going beyond subliminals. Umar has gone beyond subliminals. He's been taking shots at me for years. I've let them slide. I've let them slide, family. I would like you to find any public comment that I made dissing Umar. Hold on, somebody said, this is Umar Sneak dissing me last year. I mean, the people send them shits all the time. Hold on. I wasn't the most popular voice on the circuit. They wouldn't care where I got my doctors from. It would be irrelevant. It only matters because they wish that they were in my spot. So I'll tell them, like I tell you, if you want the top spot, come and get That's the nigga on the narcotic. I'm, the, I'm in the top five. I'm the best. This nigga's sitting in struggle hotels talking about how great he is. Fuck that, nigga. 
I'm the best. I'm the top scholar. I'm the most requested. I'm in the Motel 6 and I'm the top. I'm on the, I'm on the top. And see this corn, you sound like a fucking idiot, dude. And you've been sounding like a motherfucking idiot. That's why people back up off your ass. I ain't diss you. I'm like, I, I ain't co-signing this nigga shit. So I just stay out of your bullshit. I'll let you self-destruct, fuck nigga. Talking that stupid shit you've been talking for years. But this bitch nigga, this bitch nigga has been taking little shots. I remember he did one lecture. I think it was down in Miami. He was like, yeah, I know Tariq. I know Tariq is going to get some money to the, the Marcus Darby, Darby, French Douglas School. As much money I'd have made him. And then he just got on the live view stream talking about he done made Hidden Colors hot. That's that shit. Sabir Bay was talking that. Them niggas from North Philly. Is that like a North Philly thing? And I love Philly. I got a lot of love for Philly. Philly done ran that nigga about it. I heard niggas in Philly on the streets don't fuck with that nigga. Niggas in the street. Now, I donated money to this non-existent fucking school. I donated some money to the school. I've been trying to help this motherfucker for years and he didn't act like he did us a favor. He's acting like he did me a favor. I made your movie hot. I made the Hidden Color series hot. Bitch nigga, Umar, you've been in a whole bunch of fucking documentaries. None of them have popped off, fuck nigga. Are you listening, fat fuck ass nigga? None of them have popped off except mine. What are you talking about, nigga? You've been in a bunch of fucking films and nobody never heard of them except mine. How you help me? You done done a bunch of shit that don't pop off. How have you helped me? I got two movies now that's on the number one spot. You ain't in them. How you help me? Fuck is you talking about? Is this nigga on the narcotic? You sound like a fat hoe. Your name is in my mouth. What you gonna do? Fuck all that. We can get in the boxing ring. We gonna fight. Stop tweeting it in and come fight. Stop all the, the Twitter banging, nigga, and come see me. What the fuck you talking about, nigga? I'm with the shits. Get off the internet and come see me. You know where I am, ho ass nigga. I'm not nowhere that's I'm not I'm not like you. I'm not in little random motel sixes and shit like that, sucking my own dick, talking about how uh, I'm the best. Ain't nobody better than me. I'm Papa. <laughs> nigga running around talking about he Papa. Get the fuck out of here, corny nigga. You sound like a motherfucking idiot, nigga. You can come see me. I'm at my office every day in Chatsworth. I'm not that hard to find. If you want to come see me, bitch, nigga, you come see me and get off the fucking internet. We can do this. I'm the best. I'll get you. Get me, nigga. Come get me, Umar Johnson. Your fat fucking bitch ass name is in my mouth. Come get me. I'm saying your name over and over again. Say my name again. Your name again. Umar the big fat bitch ass nigga Johnson. Now people are like, man, he's having a breakdown. He's going through some things. Stalling out to Fuck him. He's been going through a breakdown for a couple of years. Umar, look, look, look. Listen to me, family. Listen. Excuse me, it's hot in here. Hold on. Yeah. I got my heater on. This heater is right on my throat. 
But this nigga is trying to present himself like some kind of conscious shook knight. Nigga, I'm so with the shit, you ain't gonna do a motherfucking thing. Uma, I'm not Seti. I'm not Brother Polite. No disrespect to him or Seti. I'm not Boyce. I'm not these dudes, and I'm not saying anything negative about them, but nigga, that rah-rah shit don't work on me. You gotta come see me. If you with the shits, be with the shits and stop all that gangster talk on the internet. Nigga, Uma, I'm gonna tell you, if you ever step to me, nigga, I will tie your motherfucking beard into Bantu knots and make you my bitch. Like I said, nigga, I'll snatch your fucking dashiki off and I'll slap your titties, nigga. I'll put some Nefertiti nipple rings on your bitch ass. You ain't gonna do shit, my nigga. If you gonna do it, do it. Get the fuck off the internet and do that shit, my nigga. Fuck you think you're talking to shit, If you say my name, it's gonna be it's gonna be consequences. Well, motherfucker, let's get the consequences popping and stop tweeting, bitch ass. Let's get the consequences popping. You ain't gonna do shit. You flabby and sick, and I'll slap your motherfucking koofy off, nigga. Fake ass bitch ass nigga. Nigga, you've been eating off me for fucking what five years? When did I put the first hidden colors out? You know what the, the problem is with this man? This is the problem with this bitch ass nigga Umar. This is why he's been taking little shots. Because see, Umar, in every group of people, in every group, and we're talking about the hidden colors group, in every group, there's always a David Ruffin. In every group, there's always the Bobby Brown. In every group, there's always the Eddie Kane Jr. It's always that one nigga who think the shit is really all about him. It's that one insecure-ass nigga, wounded, emotionally unstable nigga. You give him a little shine. You give him a little shine, and they don't know how to take any kind of notoriety or any kind of praise. So what happens, they get on some ego shit and don't know how to handle it. And when people give them compliments and praises, they take that shit to another level and start riding their own dick. That nigga's the David Ruffin of the Hidden Color series. Nigga, this is Omar Johnson and the Hidden Colors. This David Ruffin and the Temptations. No, man, look, this nigga's on some fuckboy shit. He's a fat fuckboy. Your name is in my mouth, Umar. Do something. Your name is in my mouth, fat fuckboy Jerome. What's the name of um, Jermaine? What the fuck his name is? Do something. Don't make threats, Umar. Don't make threats to me. I want you to do what you're going to do. Don't make threats to me, my nigga. Don't sit on the internet with your little hat on and the ball on top and you're talking to imaginary goons. Nigga, get up off the internet and come do something, nigga. I'm in the same spot. My office out here in Chatsworth, I'm there every day, nigga. I'm not hard to find. Do something, fat nigga. Do something. Do something. I don't play with niggas like you. You ain't about that fucking life, my nigga. You ain't about that life. All that tough gangster rah-rah talk. You ain't about that. We, you and I know that you're a big fuck, nigga. You and I know you try to talk all that gangster shit behind your little um, moist um, hotel beard to try to look tough. But we know you're a big soft cupcake marshmallow-ass nigga. We can tell that by the shit you were talking with that stripper when she got up on your ass and exposed your simping ass, you big, fat, simping, cupcaking nigga on a text message sounding like a, a, a 15 year old bitch nigga, this stripper running game on your dumb ass. 
See, that right then, I knew wasn't no school gonna be built when I saw the way that nigga was cupcaking with that stripper. I wanna, I wanna smash your cookies. That nigga tweeted that broad, I wanna smash your cookies. Just real corny, dumb nigga shit. I, I want to see you. I got to see that booty. I got to see that booty. And I, I was reading that nigga's text messages to that stripper. I'm like, shit. Nigga. I said, this nigga ain't got no fucking game. I said, this nigga ain't about to be on no fucking school. This nigga ain't really used to no real pussy. The way that nigga was cupcaking in those stripper tweets, then I knew what no school. And that nigga's been making bullshit excuses about that school ever since. I, I'm not shocked. That nigga's been lying about that school. And then it came to the realization, Umar ain't planning on no school. He never was. Uh, and this is a harsh reality, family, because understand this. Let me say this. Umar's two things. And this is the dilemma that a lot of people have. Umar, number one, very good speaker. Great speaker. On the other hand, he's a fraudulent bitch-ass fuckboy. That's the dilemma that a lot of people are dealing with. That nigga's both. He's a great speaker and a fraudulent, con-ass, insecure, fat fuckboy. You understand? So a lot of people, they know, and let's be real, at this point, you guys understand, even fans of his, you know that this nigga's a fucking con artist at this point. You know good and fucking well this nigga ain't about to build no school. That's why I ain't about to be out here lying for this nigga. There is no school. There is no school and there never was. This nigga is a traveling preacher. I'm the biggest star. I'm the big, I'm the most requested scholar on the planet. Nigga, they request us all over the place, but I don't just take any fucking lecture because I run businesses. That's not my only source of income. And other people, other people ain't bragging about going on lectures. We've been going on lectures for years. People in the um, 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 Kaaba, oh, just so many people, they've been doing lectures for the longest. That ain't shit. That ain't nothing. I turn down 80% of the lectures that's offered me. I got... I run businesses. I got other sources of income. Umar, you're a traveling fucking preacher. That's your only source of income, going around the country scamming motherfuckers. That's your only source of income, nigga. That's why you're broadcasting from hotels all the time. Not like you're doing something fly, nigga. That's your only source of income. You're a traveling minister, and all you're doing is just telling people about the building fund that never gets built. They do that at churches all the time. A lot of churches got the building fund. And the building never gets built. And let me say this, because I'm, I'm not going to go back and forth. You know, I'm going to want to hit a quitter. You dig? I ain't going to go back and forth. This is going to be really my last time really talking about this fat, fraudulent fuck nigga. I can say what I got to say one time. Ain't no school happening. It don't take three years to get a fucking school and you got for them to have a million fucking dollars. It don't take that long to get a school. There's a million things you could have done to get a school. This nigga's been coming up with every excuse on the planet. Well, my bank. What happened? The cracker. The cracker's trying to get my bank, and they're trying to put um liens on me because that's what the cracker do. They trying to see what I'm doing for the boys. Ain't no school, man. Somebody say he's calling Ola out. 
fuck Umar. He's a big, fat, bitch, lying-ass nigga. Ain't no school family. Y'all just come, and deep down y'all know that, but y'all like, okay, we've been supporting him all this long, so let's just keep on because he talks good. He talks good. Ain't no school. Ain't no school family. And you could look at some of the lies this nigga's been saying about the school. Well, I almost had a million dollars from an athlete, but the stripper thing messed it up. So it was that maggot bitch that messed it up for everybody. Because I almost got a million dollars. He said, he's saying shit like that. I'm like, oh God. Fuck. Man, I'm like, dude, I'm 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 like, man. Umar's a fraud. I'm sorry, family. And let me say this. Black society, I I, want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I I apologize. I apologize for, I legitimized Umar Johnson. This is why the shit comes back on me. This is why I've been trying to stay out of it, but the shit keeps coming back on me. The, The shit keeps coming back on me because they know that I legitimized Umar Johnson. Nobody knew who the Umar Johnson was before he was in my movie, and he knows that. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. My friend Rita, shout out to Rita G. Rita sent me a link of this thing. He was on a public access show. Some random show, you know, with like five or six people watch it at three o'clock in the morning. And I said, oh, my man is talking real good shit. Let me get him in the movie with, uh, along with some of these other people. And, the, and the, the fact that not only is he disrespecting me, to say, I made your movie hot. You're disrespecting Brother Kaba, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, motherfucker. You can't hold a candle to people like Dr. Welsing and these other folks. It ain't about you. Like, these people ain't shit and you just that nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, Umar. You fat, bitch-ass, Missy Elliott-shaped nigga. You disrespect <laughs> Bill Valentine and all these other great people who was in the fucking movie. Dr. Wilson, all these people, you disrespecting all of them. I'm the best. I'm, Big Papa's coming to Dallas. Big Papa's coming. Nigga sitting up talking about he Big Papa and all this old bullshit. I've seen lectures of this nigga talking about all these other scholars are mad at me. They just jealous because I'm at a a lecture at the Hampton Inn, and they jealous because I'm cuter than them, too. This nigga, it's always a David Ruffin. It's always a David Ruffin-ass nigga like him. It's always a bitch-ass David Ruffin-ass nigga like him. And this nigga's always talking about what he's done. Umar has not done shit tangible for nobody. He has not done anything quantifiable for nobody. Point to something that Umar Johnson has done, quantifiable. He'll say some shit. Well, I save lives. No, nobody saved lives like me. You can't quantify that. You understand? He's always trying to name some unquantifiable shit. I'm the most requested. You can't quantify that. Notice the little word games this fuck nigga's doing. Notice the little word games. Umar Johnson say lies. You can't quantify that. I say lies and we're going to go there. What have you done tangible? You ain't done a motherfucking thing tangible, but lie and steal money from people. Nigga, you stole money. That's what it is. 
ain't no school, it ain't going to be no school. And you just keep looking for ways to deflect from that. So now he's going to conjure up a beef with me so now he can go around talking about a beef with me so he don't have to talk about he stole that fucking money. He don't have to answer to that because now he's into some other beef shit. You can talk about everything else except talking about that money you done put in your motherfucking pocket, nigga. And I apologize to black society for him and my part in legitimizing this nigga. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. I brought my audience to the game. I already had an audience. I've been doing lectures way before the Hidden Color series. Sold out lectures just talking about dating, relationships, all types of regular shit. I already had a built-in audience. I've been on mainstream television. I was doing that when I started doing the Hidden Color series. They were about to give me... I had three fucking offers for television shows. If you guys listen to my old Ustream shows, I was showing pilots and I was showing behind-the-scenes stuff of pilots we were doing and everything. Dude, so we had, I had a whole bunch of other shit, but I chose to do this Hidden Color series because it was something that was needed. But this nigga talking about how he made the shit pop off, well, nigga, how come you ain't got nothing else popping off? How come none of your other shit popped off, Umar? How come none of your other DVDs that you've been in popped off? None of them popped off, nigga. What the fuck is you talking about? Umar is a fraud, man. I'm, I'm sorry. And this nigga's been frauding for a minute, man. The, this whole thing, I'm the descendant of Frederick Douglass. I'm the descendant of Frederick All that yelling at you, he's a preacher. I am a descendant of Frederick Douglass. All that yelling and blinking and all that old bullshit. Just because a nigga say some shit passionately, that don't mean the shit is real. He runs these little psychological games and shit. Yeah, man, I've been on international television, so doing this, that wasn't nothing. I've already had the international spotlight. That ain't shit. But you get a nigga like Umar, who nobody knew. And then you put this nigga on a big screen all around the world and People will start telling you, hey, man, man, you a great man. You were the shit. You were the shit, Umar, man. You great. Then all of a sudden, you're sitting in a damn hotel room. I am great. I am. You know what? Not only am I great, I'm the best. I'm great, and I'm the best, and I'm better than everybody. I am the greatest. I'm the king. And this nigga's, oh, man. start feeling embarrassed for this nigga. Nobody was fucking with this dude, dude. And, and the, this is the thing that burns Umar up. This is the thing that burns Umar because I've seen him do interviews where he talked about, he would talk about how people began to know him and he would deliberately leave hidden colors out. I said, okay. All right. I ain't tripping. I don't need, you know, I don't need props or whatever. But people like James Small, Kava, they'll call me up all the time. They're like, man, treat. Man, dude, I was doing my thing. Like the Hidden Color series, being in that, man, that took my shit to another level. That's grown man shit. They don't have to do that. But these are grown men who are secure with themselves. Umar's a bitch, man. Umar's a bitch dude. Umar's a bitch ass dude, man. And a bitch nigga, if you put a bitch nigga in the spotlight, all you do is magnify how much of a bitch he is. The, the, the beef, this is my last time really speaking on it, but I'm going to say this shit about this whole ass nigga 
and Umar, see me, dude. Stop all that. What you gonna do? Don't say another word about what you're gonna do, nigga. Just do. Cause you ain't gonna do shit just like you ain't building no fucking school. You gabby cinnabay belly ass bitch nigga. You ain't gonna do shit. But sit your ass in a roach infested motel stick talking about <laughs> Papa is coming to Kentucky. And the strippers in the area wanna get saved by Papa. Papa's coming. I'm like, fuck out of here. The fuck out of here, man. I do things that are tangible. I, I ain't sitting up talking about I'm Papa and I'm the great. Fuck that, nigga. You got both black folks out here getting killed. And I done paid for people's funerals, for people's rent, and gave money to orphanages in Africa. I don't go to Africa just to go out there and talk. Do some sightseeing and come back. Nigga, like, I put money in the fucking game. I'm going back out there to do some investing. And I got receipts on my motherfucking Instagram. You ain't got to ask me for receipts and I cuss you out if you ask me for receipts. People ask this nigga, hey, Uma, hey, brother, um, what's going on with the money? Don't you dare ask me. How dare you ask Papa? How dare you ask Papa where the money is? How dare you ask me? I will beat you up. Let me call my imaginary goons. Goons. Oops. Somebody asks you where the money, you start screaming on people. What kind of bullshit is that? The fuck is wrong with you, nigga? Are you on narcotics? This nigga sounding like he on drugs right now. Straight up and down, this bitch nigga act like he on fucking drugs right now, my dude. This sounds insane. People are like asking legitimate questions, brother. Hey man, I gave you my little money. I ain't got that much money. Well, you, you are grateful. You should be grateful to give your money to Papa. <laughs> Papa, you big fat insecure motherfucker. Some hood rat been fucked you and told you you was Papa. That was fucking a, ooh, Umar, you were the bomb and hitting colors. Ooh, hit this pussy from the back, Papa. Ooh, that has a nice ring to it. I'm going to be Papa from now on. And I'm going to use Papa for Prince of Pan-Africanism. This nigga was fucking a single mother and she whispered some sweet nothings in your fat fucking ear. One of these old ass bras you cupcaking with. You hoe ass nigga. You can tell a nigga by the way he deals with women. This nigga got all types of child support suits against his ass. He's a fuck nigga, dude. You a fuck nigga. Ooh, I was getting my dick sucked and she called me Papa. I ain't never had that before. <laughs> Umar's a fraud, family. That's just what it is. That's just what it is, my dudes. Man. Listen, he was going around with that whole, I'm I'm a descendant of Frederick Douglass. The Frederick Douglass family had to come out and say, hey, this nigga's a fraud. He's been going around saying, the, the family had to put out a statement. The stripper he was fucking with, she clowned his ass. The baby mamas this nigga got, they clowned his ass. This nigga's own father is clowning his ass. This nigga's own dad, if your own motherfucking father is clowning you, there's something to this shit. There's people who follow you are clowning you after they didn't gave you money. Everybody ain't lying about Umar. I'm clowning this bitch ass nigga because I'm telling you it's a fucking fraud. Everybody ain't lying about this dude. I mean, come on, everybody ain't dumb. Everybody ain't dumb and he's the smart one. 
No. The common denominator is that nigga. Family, I've been in the public eye for damn near 20 years. Putting out product, man, my book, best-selling books, best-selling lectures for decades, for damn near two decades, almost 20 years. In those almost 20 years, you never had anybody come out and say that I defrauded them. You never had anybody come out and say Tariq Nasheed took something from them. Tariq Nasheed owes them some money. Tariq Nasheed did something scandalous. Tariq Nasheed said some shit that he didn't own up to or live up to or do. He said he was going to do something, didn't do it. Never. And family, you can't be a fake for that long. You can't, my man T.I. said that. You can't be phony that long. My shit is the real deal. If I say something, I mean it. If I say I'm going to do something, it gets done. Anytime I put together projects to do something with people's money and they contribute to it, I'm going to make sure you get what you want or get what you contributed to in the time I said I'm going to do it. Even with the more I said, I, we 